And welcome back to the Delaware Boys Dynasty Football Podcast. All four co-hosts in the house tonight. The boys are back in town. AJ's first stream on StreamYard. Um, it's been a hell of a switchover, man. I really am really am digging this new, you know, stream site we are using. Real professional looking. Uh, before I get started and we all do our little intros, uh, be, make sure to check out VSN's uh, <clears throat> branding down at the bottom as the as it rolls across the screen. Pretty cool uh, memorabilia and merchandise to check out on there. Uh, 10% off on the code down there when you use their code. So just check that out. But Ryan, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode. Um, today we're doing uh, some quarterback tier lists. Just to preference this, um, just before you guys start losing your minds when you look at it, uh, we are a Dynasty podcast. This tier list is based off of Dynasty. So you're going to see guys like Aaron Rodgers, um, Tom Brady, uh, some of these older guys a little bit lower. Don't panic. We do have a plan. Um, <laughs> but kind of how we got this list going, uh, everybody has different rankings, obviously. Even us four, as much as we do agree, we have differences in our rankings. So we went ahead and just compiled all – I compiled all of them, uh, did an average between the four of us. Uh, that's how we came up with our tiers. And, uh Yeah. Yeah, we do want you guys to be aware as well. Um, Brady and Rodgers are in their own tier. We we want to clarify this before we get started and we show you our tiers. Uh, and the reason we did this is because it's hard to maintain or to gauge a trade value for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Um, Brady being 45, Aaron Rodgers being 37, going into age 38 year. Uh, this is it's difficult because where you're going to trade for him out on the market you're not going to get the value back that you want based off the play. So we do want that to be, you know, mentioned in this when you see this picture with Brady and Rogers. Um, like Deli said, if you own them, don't panic. Um, they are championship pieces that you do want on your roster, whether it be short term, you know what I mean? So just don't panic on that. Um, Steelers Nation, how you guys doing? Just want to say hello. Um, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, we are very excited. So, you know, had to rock a beanie tonight. I'm also covering a huge crater on my forehead. But, AJ, Frankie, before we get started, say what's up to the people. <laughs> what up, everybody? <laughs> what's going on, guys? Um, yeah, like, <laughs> I got to, man. Like Deli said, this is a list of all four of us. Consensus averages based off who we like, you know, who we like more, who we like less. Um, I'm going to pull up the picture and we're going to jump right into it. Um, I'm going to let Deli start off with the God tier. Um, I'll give him the easy, you know, easy tier to talk about first. Oh, thanks. Give me a layup. Yeah. Give you the layup. All right. So in this, in the fantasy God tier, Deli, you, we compiled Josh Allen as your consensus overall one amongst the averages. You have Mahomes to Herbert three. Uh, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time on these. Strictly because these guys are slam dunk type <clears throat> QBs. Um, you can't miss here. I don't care which one you own, really. So I'll let you go ahead and just, you know, dive into these guys for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, just as I saying, I don't think this is consensus for, I would imagine, 99% of the Dynasty podcasters out there. Uh, this tier is kind of bulletproof. Uh, three guys that you can draft in the top of the first round in your startup. And just kind of forget about him for the next 10 years. You don't have to worry about that position ever. I mean, talking about guys that are locked in the great situations with great coaches, with a great team around them, um, with all the talent in the world. And honestly, a couple of guys in this podcast have traded him. Um, I'm not moving any of these guys unless I get sent like a just absolute blow my socks off trade. Um, but other than that, man, I mean, not much needs to be said about these guys. I mean, you already most people already know Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert are just that guy. Um, the only thing that I might be hesitant about, not hesitant about, but a lot of people might have uh, Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert. Um, Frankie or AJ, do you guys want to uh, jump in? Thoughts on that? Uh, on Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert, I'd say yeah. that's uh, that's a little bit – uh, optimistic outlook on Joe Burrow's career. Um, he hasn't shown near the arm talent that Justin Herbert has shown. Um, he's obviously shown the propensity to win. I think he's a proven winner in the NFL, but as far as fantasy value goes, I think Justin Herbert 
has shown that uh, 5,000 yard seasons with 40 plus touchdowns is something that he's going to do regularly in this league. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm right there with him. I think, like you said, we haven't even seen the full ceiling from Herbert yet. I think we've seen that from Burrow last year. Um, don't be shocked with a little bit of regression from Burrow. That doesn't mean he's not going to be a QB one at all. I just think the year he had last year was what we're – that's going to be the max. He's going to have a couple more years like that. I just don't see him hitting a ceiling like Herbert, Mahomes, and Allen. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you as well. Sorry, Doug, I mean to cut you off, but I agree with you as well. Um, Burrow is a proven winner in the league. A QB one you can build around and feel good about it. But uh, like we've stated before, the passing volume – for Joe Burrow also isn't on the level that these guys are. I mean, <clears throat> between Josh Allen, you know, his lack of passing volume, making it up with his rushing yards, Mahomes throwing the ball 670 times, Herbert same. Burrow doesn't offer that rushing upside that Josh Allen does to make it in this tier for me when he's only throwing the ball 530 times. Um, he has to maintain an elite efficiency. He has to cut down on the turnovers, and he has to push his touchdowns up at least – by seven more scores for it to to happen. And um, that's why Burrow can't make it into that tier for me. Yeah, uh, I feel like Dynasty or just the fantasy community in general after that Super Bowl had Burrow absolutely blown up. I just need to like – some of these people need to come down to earth a little bit. Um, I think Herbert's definitely the better quarterback between the two of them. And like I just said, I do see and could see some regression from Joe Burrow this season and going forward. Um but, yeah, but as far as Herbert and Burrow goes, give me Herbert 10 times a ten. Fair enough. Um, I want to bring Frankie into this next tier because, granted, I can't remember everybody's rankings, but I do specifically remember Frankie having Burrow over Lamar Jackson. So, Frankie, I want you to jump into that and explain your thought behind that. Yeah, so just in terms of rankings for Dynasty, this is basically if you're starting a draft. Um, who you would take and how, where you would take them. Um, so I'd probably go ahead and take Burrow over Lamar Jackson just in terms of health so far. I know Burrow got hurt his rookie year, um, but Lamar Jackson just hasn't been able to stay healthy since winning that MVP season. Um, so just I would lean Burrow. It's a little slight. I think after this season, I'd probably lean Lamar. I think Lamar is going to finish as the QB1 this year and probably put himself up in that God tier. Um, in terms of fantasy football quarterbacks. But just as of right now, um, in terms of drafting safely, I would probably lean to go Burrow. Um, he's going to hold a little bit more value for you this offseason than Lamar Jackson. So um, that, that's where I'd go in terms of those rankings. But Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to finish, like I said, a few times on this pod as the QB1. So I think he's going to propel himself into that God tier this next offseason. Now, Frankie, my next question is for you as well. Um, I know you're bullish on Kyler Murray. Um, just strict from a health standpoint, do you agree with Kyler Murray over Dak Prescott? Um, I'm not overly bullish on Kyler. I'm actually kind of – I'd say I'm more bearish on Kyler Murray. I think, yeah, Delhi's a little been a little bit more bullish on Kyler Murray this offseason. But um, I'd still probably lean Kyler over Dak, and I think that's just because of the rushing upside. Um, I've said it a few times in the past. I I don't think Dak has the willingness to continue to rush the ball like he did at the beginning of his career, um, which tends to impact his fantasy success. I think he's obviously going to be a viable fantasy quarterback still because he's a great pocket passer, uh, one of the best decision makers in the league and one of the most accurate uh, quarterbacks in the league. Um, but Kyler is going to rush 700-plus yards every season with double-digit rushing touchdown upside every season. So, uh, I'd say Kyler over Dak at the moment, but again, I'm I, I haven't been big on Kyler or any Arizona Cardinal this off season, but I'd probably still lean Kyler over Dak in terms of ranks rankings. AJ, when you look at the picture of this tier, do you think it's pretty accurate, or is there some changes that you'd like to make as well? Well, I think it's pretty accurate. Um, I'll kind of touch on what Frankie said as far as Burrow taking that leap into the God tier. I think Lamar can take that leap over Burrow just because of, I mean, the rushing ability alone. We've seen him be the quarterback one. Uh, what was it, three three years ago when he was MVP? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. 2019, I mean, he was – Yeah, I said he's going to take that leap too. I didn't say Burrow. I oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I thought you said Burrow. Excuse me, that's my fault. No, no, you're good. I, I just don't. I don't think Burrow's taking that leap to God tier. I think if anything, he'll move down a tier next off season. But okay, I, I, I think Lamar can be in that next that God tier next season. But as far as the other ones, Kyler and Dak, I think Kyler um, belongs here. I think Dak is right on the fringe there, um, especially losing Amari and Cedric. I could see him moving down the quarterback rankings at the end of this season. Um, I think it's a good spot for him right now. Um, he, he's still got a high-octane offense. I mean, number one offense last year. I mean, yeah, they lost Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson, but I still think they're going to put up numbers. You're going to look for mid-4,000 yards from Dak. Um, he doesn't pr- give you the rushing upside like he did in his first uh, three or four years. Um, so, obviously, that drops him down a little bit in today's game. But, I mean, he's still putting up 35 touchdowns, 4,500 yards, doesn't turn the ball over that much. Um, he's an efficient passer. Um, Kyler, I, I I really like what they're doing. I mean, it, they made another trade today for Cody Ford, give him another offensive lineman. So to bolster that offensive line, to keep him on the field, because he's gotten hurt, I think, every year now, just to miss a couple games. That's key for uh, Kingsbury and him. So them adding Hollywood, even though they lost Kirk, I, I like the weapons that they have here, there for them with D-Hop and Ertz and Connor and Hollywood and even Rondell Moore. So all four of these quarterbacks in this tier have an offense built to succeed in fantasy around them. So that's why they offer that that QB1 upside. And I, I don't see anything wrong with this tier. Yeah. Um, let me get in here real quick just to touch on this tier. Uh, I think I'm the only one that had Dak over Kyler. Just to justify that real quick, um, Kyler Murray's great quarterback in the first half of the season. I'm not sure if it's Kingsbury or if it's Kyler Murray. I would probably lean it's Kingsbury's fault. They kind of figure him out towards the end of the season. Um. I hate that he's doing great in times that you don't really need him to. You win your championships late in the season, and um, late in the season is when Kyler tends to fall off in his fantasy career. Dak Prescott really doesn't have that problem. Um, he's in a high octane offense all seventeen games, eight yeah seventeen games of the season, uh, especially competing in that division. It's not like nobody's great at that division, so they're all fighting for the win. So I could see him playing late into the season. I just I just hate seeing Kyler Murray fall off the cliff every year in fantasy towards the end of the season when it's time to win a championship. Uh, Deli, my last question to you before we before we move on here, um, <clears throat> we talk about the upside of rushing that Lamar uh, possesses, and you talk about you know him taking that leap and everybody taking that leap back to QB one status. If Kyler gives you a full seventeen game season, um, I think it's pretty fair to say that we. <clears throat> Uh, you know, generally Kyler is probably the better passer out of him and Lamar when it comes to throwing the rock. If Kyler gives you a full 17-game season with his rushing upside, can you see him jumping from uh, into the fantasy god status, or do you, you know, you don't see that leap from him? You see him staying pretty pretty put. Yeah, I think he stays in that tier. I don't think Kyler – I mean, we could see him for 17 games. He could finish the top five quarterback, but at the same time, I just I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting him up there in the same tier as – Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert. Like, I feel like you have to kind of save that for elite. I don't think that he'll ever be on that same level. Um, I could see Lamar being there because we've already seen it. I mean, he can rush for a thousand yards and throw for thirty five hundred. That's insane. You can't really say the same thing for Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, I just honestly, I couldn't see him in that same tier. To be honest with you, anybody else see him jumping, making that leap? I see him right where he's at. I mean, it's a good spot for him. There's nothing wrong with being where he's at in the second tier of quarterbacks. He's a great quarterback one for those in Superflex or just regular one QB leagues. You don't have to worry about him. He's going to put up high numbers. He might not throw for 4,500 yards, but, I mean, he's still a great quarterback one to have on your team. Yeah, I think he's probably yeah. at his ceiling right now. I don't think he's got much room to go uh, to grow. Excuse me, but 
Um, I could see even him finishing a 17-game season, him not being a top-five quarterback just because there's such good quarterback play. And I mean, you're talking the top three guys that we just talked about. I think Lamar is going to be up there. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Lance or uh, Hurts or one of these other rushing quarterbacks had a better season. Yeah. Yeah. Brady's right. You know what I mean? Like, so I could yeah. see him playing all 17 and still not finishing as a top five quarterback. So I think he's at his ceiling right now. Yeah. I could see him kind of having like a similar fantasy career as Russell Wilson, who was always a good quarterback to have. I mean, he, he offered more rushing upside in the beginning of his uh, career as well. Not as efficient as Kyler, a little different, but I could see him, you know, always being a top 10 fantasy quarterback, but never taking that leap to elite status. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get there. It really is. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. It is hard. It is hard. I I, I agree with you. Um, I I agree with you on Kyler, though. I I think the Russell Wilson comp is actually a great comp. Um, Like you said, a little bit more shifty in his run style is a little bit different. Um, Russ was more an escape and pickup type of yards type guy, but I I can definitely see the comp. but speaking of Russ, I'm going to start with the QB1 upside. Um, in this in this tier, general consensus, we have Hertz, Trey Lance, Russ, Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Trevor Lawrence. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start with Hertz here. And the reason I want to start with Hertz is because the tools are all in place for him to succeed. Offensive line is back. They're all intact. They're healthy. You get your alpha receiver. You have a great number two on the outside, and then you have you have a playmaking tight end of you know an elite an elite tight end when it comes to making plays and making big plays. Um, mixed with Jalen's rushing upside, and the biggest thing comes down to uh, decision making for me with with Jalen. If Jalen improves in that area. And even though he did complete 60% of his passes last season, if he can bump that up to 63%, you know what I mean? I I don't have a problem saying that Jalen Hurts could probably finish a top five QB when it comes to just a regular fantasy season. I could see him outperforming Joe Burrow. Um, like I said, QBs like that that have to maintain elite efficiency when it comes to passing, I I don't see why the rushing upside can't get him past that guy. It's just a decision making. If he improves on that, I, I think you're I think you could hit and strike on a fantasy gold mine here. Um I'll let I'll let Ryan take over here because he you know, he obtained a couple of shares of Jalen Hurts this offseason. So go ahead, man. Speak your piece. Uh, about Jalen. Uh number one, uh just for reference, I don't have the tier list up on my screen. I don't know if anybody else does. No. no. Okay. Um but yeah, just for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um well, Look, you can't I'm not see my screen, here. Ryan. You can't no. see my screen. No, no, um, no, it's down. But yeah, just touch on Hurts. Um, I can Good. see him making a leap. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you he's gonna make the same leap that Josh Allen did when he got Stephon Diggs. But just the fact that he's got an actual like wide receiver one that he can be reliable on and not have to like think twice about getting the ball. I mean, they're already inseparable in camp. They're already buddy buddy. Um, that's something you like to see. Um, and like you said, uh, it's actually a f- stat Frankie pulled up. He was like the most efficient quarterback in the first, what, week, what six weeks of the season? Yeah. And then they switched to run first. Um, I don't know if that's so much Jalen Hurts, more so than they didn't have anybody at receiver to go to. I mean, he said really nobody to throw to. Um, does it have something to do with it? I would probably tend to lean yes. I mean, you can see that much of a fall off between passes in the middle of the season. It's kind of hard to blame on anything else. It's not like Jalen Hurts was playing bad quarterback play the first little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think he's poised for a big jump. Uh, to have him behind Dak is a little bit bullish. I think all of us might be a little bit higher on him than uh, than most. I know Frank – I know AJ had him a little bit lower. AJ, you want to uh, – touch on being a little bit more cautious with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, it's just the efficiency for me. Um, I just feel like I've seen him overthrow a lot of receivers last year. Um, that led to the 60% and uh, completion percentage there. Um, 
But they did go out and get an alpha. I mean, adding an A.J. Brown to that receiving core is going to improve his game. He's going to make those catches that those other receivers couldn't. Um, he's a dog. I expect uh, Goddard to take a leap as well. Devonta Smith, I mean, it's only year two. He's, yeah. he's a smooth route runner. I mean, those are three really good weapons for him, and they're good at running the ball along with Jalen Hurts. So defenses are going to have a lot to defend. It's not going to be easy. No, no team's going to want to play this offense, honestly. I do have them lower than you three. I think I had them ranked at 11, yeah, um, which is still a, a fair number in my opinion. I have been bullish on him, but if he does take that leap, I'll be I'll be the one to bite it, but I won't be surprised at, at, as well. Yeah. Um, the, the, the rushing upside alone is, is gold for fantasy. If he can, you know, just give you just 15 points a week from passing – you're looking at a um, a twenty plus week, so I mean that keeps him right around fringe QB one status to me. If he can just you know be a better passer, I'll be more on board. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as it goes. Is- Frankie, is there anybody on this tier that you think is a little too low or somebody you think maybe doesn't deserve to be in this tier? Um, I think as far as not deserving to be in the tier, I think it's all pretty pretty okay. I mean, I, I think we could move Watson to the QB1 with caution list uh, just due to the fact he's going to miss 11 games. We don't have to talk about why, but, I mean, anytime you draft somebody who's going to miss most of the fantasy football season, that I feel like you got to have some caution there and you got to draft accordingly. Um, but other than that, I think that the, as far as being on the list, I think that's good. Um, Trevor Lawrence is a guy I love. I think this time next year, he is either going to be at the top of this QB one upside list or in the Supreme list. Uh, I think he's going to take a step this year. That's going to put him in fantasy football relevancy uh, for years to come. Um, but no, I, I don't have much of a problem with this list. Stafford's injury concern this off season has been a little weird. He's been fighting uh, something in his throwing shoulder. Uh, so that's been a little worrisome considering how old he is and the fact that he just won a Super Bowl. So you kind of wonder, you know, if he really needs to tough it out this season. But uh, other than that, I'd say, say solid, solid overall rankings for all of us on this list or on this uh, tier. Um, Ryan, before, you know, I mean, I won't jump into the Trey Lance. Like we talk about Trey Lance a lot on this podcast. Um, yeah. Any reason behind, uh, Russ and Stafford, you know, being behind Jalen and Trey for, you know, just for our general consensus, what do you think is the main reason for that? Uh, like I said, this is, we play dynasty. Um, Russ and Stafford are both getting up there in age. Given quarterbacks have a little bit longer time to play uh, than probably any other, well, yeah, any other position, maybe other than wide receiver. So you could see him play a little bit later on in the season, but Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance, I mean, I don't even think either of them have touched their ceiling yet. I don't think that uh, we've seen the best of them. So I'd naturally put him above because we know what Russell Wilson, we know who Matt Stafford is as a quarterback. We know what to expect out of him. So naturally, it's uh, as far as dynasty goes, I like to – kind of take the guys that have more upside considering uh, you keep them forever. You know what I mean? Once you're playing in dynasty, you draft the player, they're on your team for as long as you want until you trade them or otherwise. Um, if you want to, if we're wrong in this and they bite us in the ass, then, uh, you know, so be it. We'll address it then. But I, like I said, uh, between Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance, we haven't even seen anything out of Trey Lance yet. Um, so to have them above Stafford and Wilson, might be a little surprising to some people, but uh, his upside is insane. And like you said, I don't want to touch on it for too long before it sounds like a broken record on this podcast. But uh, yeah, we all like we all like Trey Lance here. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I did agree with Frankie um, drafting Deshaun Watson with caution. Uh, I do agree with that, um, but I do think that when Watson is playing football, he deserves to be in this tier. Um, 
so I have no problems here. Uh, QB one with caution. I don't think there's anybody in this podcast that has more shares of Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. AJ, you take the floor with these two, man. Go ahead. Speak your piece. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Bucks fan, and I'm a Brady homer. Uh, if, I can, if I can get Brady anywhere I, for the right price, I, I acquired him. Uh, I got Rodgers in a few, few, a few leagues as well. Um, but you have to have a backup plan when you uh, have such old quarterbacks that can retire at any moment. I mean, there was talks about Brady retiring this week because of this vacation he went on. I mean, that that's the type of – Mass singer. <laughs> yeah, it's the type of, like, moment I was in. I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm going to have to start Baker Mayfield. Because I have Watson and Baker behind him in one league. I got another backup plan in another league with Brady. I mean, you have to have security behind them. You're obviously in a win-now mode if you have either one of these quarterbacks. If you are not in a win-now mode and you have these quarterbacks, you have to find somebody that will take them. If you can get anything, you get it. If that's a second-round pick for Brady and you know you're not going to win, you need to take it. It, It's fair. The odds of you getting a first-round pick for Brady are slim unless a team is – a Tom Brady away from being a contender at winning the championship. So you have to have a plan in place if you're going to roster veteran quarterbacks like this. Um, They're an elite quarterback in fantasy? Yes, absolutely. But in dynasty, the age scares you. You don't know what you're getting every offseason. Rodgers, he contemplated retirement this offseason. You just never know with these two. But if they're on your team and you're not a contender, you you need to deal them and get any type of package you can get. I would be more than comfortable trading Brady away for a second-round pick if I knew I wasn't going to be winning this year. Rodgers, he has a few more years. I'm definitely getting at least a first-round pick for him. Yeah, I agree. I've shared I've, – I've gained um, a few shares of Aaron Rodgers this offseason – and that's not normally how I build my teams, but it's hard to it's hard to pass up on the upside these two offer you. Um, I can say that I don't own any Tom Brady shares, so I will say that. But Rogers, I think I think I went from zero to three shares this offseason. and I normally don't build my rosters like that. But when it comes to winning, I, like I said, I'm chasing I'm chasing a dynasty championship every season in any league I play in. And if I don't feel like I'm I can win, I want to trade. Um. I think Rodgers, I think you'll draw a later first-round pick from any team. I don't think you're going to get a top-five first-round pick for Rodgers, in my personal opinion, especially with this loaded 23 class coming in. Everybody's extremely, extremely high on this class, as you should be. Um, Ryan, do you own any shares of these two? Uh, I own shares literally zero for both of them across all dynasty platforms i own them in redraft um that's fine Uh, i just don't i just don't want the liability that they come with you know what i mean it's like i would probably own rogers given the correct uh like package form but uh tom brady i don't want i mean he almost retired this year um he'll probably be gone next year same thing with aaron Rodgers. this man i feel like every year that man is considering retirement because he has he actually has a life outside of football, believe it or not. Um, and, he, and he's a little bit more of a prima donna than uh, I would I would like. I, I love the I love him on the field, but he's a little extra sometimes. So you never know when he's going to step away from the game. Uh, and like I said, like AJ said, if if you don't have a backup plan for these guys on your roster, uh, seek one quickly. Um, but yeah, as far as winning a championship, I would if you're like. You won one player away from the championship to make that much of a difference. Go get him. But other than that, I don't see much of a sense in owning him in Dynasty. But I didn't want to put him in efficiency or QB1 upside because, it, you know, I feel like they deserve their own tier just out of respect for the for their game. Fair enough. I think this is the most interesting one to talk about. I think everything else is pretty, you know, pretty cut and dry. Efficient QBs. Um a lot of drafts we've done, we've seen Derek Carr go ahead of uh, Kirk Cousins. 
and then of course, you know, everybody's you know wants Fields to pan out. They want they want the elite talent to pan out to be something special. Um, there's a lot of a lot of controversy that can come from this from this specific tier. Uh, Frankie, first question: Kirk Cousins over Derek Carr. It's going against the general consensus. How do you feel about it? Um, I mean, I feel like it's not too much of a spicy take, but uh, I'd probably take Kirk Cousins this year um, and probably for the next two years at least. I've not ever been a big Derek Carr guy. Everybody likes to say he has Aaron Rodgers' upside, but he's never actually played like Aaron Rodgers. He's always played like a guy who has the tools to be good, but is never as good as you hope he's going to be. Um, so as far as Derek Carr goes, he's not somebody I'm ever really targeting in fan- in dynasty fantasy football. Um, but I think he's fine in terms of his location on the tier. Uh, I'd say, honestly, the person I have the most difficulty with on this tier is, uh, fields. I've been a big fields guy, but I just don't see what the hell Chicago is doing to give Justin Fields any type of support or any type of positive anything uh, since he's been there. They've given him no wide receivers. The offensive line is a turnstile. He doesn't have a functional tight end depth chart to work with. Like he just, he has nothing to work with. His biggest skill set is getting the ball downfield and making plays with his legs and he's having to run for his life. So he's not even having time to set up for either of those two things that he's good at. So uh, I think he's closer to fringe. And honestly, I'd say Davis Mills, who is the first one on the fringe is closer to being on the efficient QBs than Justin Fields. But uh, that would probably be my spiciest take for the, for the whole pod is give me Davis Mills over Justin Fields. But otherwise I'd say it's a solid, solid tier. Fair enough. Um, yeah, AJ, I want to talk about this because you've traded fields to me and I ended up trying trading a package for fields for Rogers in one league we play in. So explain to me where you're at with Justin Fields. Um, I'm not sure how he classifies himself into this tier as an efficient QB. I like to think this, this tier of cousins, Carr, Tua, Mac and Jameis are all great QB2 options in Superflex. Justin Fields, to me, is still a project, um, and they're not doing anything to help that project in Chicago, like Frankie touched on. Um, The line is terrible. Um, The weapons outside of Darnell Mooney are not good. Um, Even Darnell Mooney is like a two on most good teams or three on most good teams. Yeah, like he's shown promise that he's going to be a solid wide receiver, but I don't think he's a one by any means. I yeah. just don't – I don't see it from Fields. Um, yeah, he, he he doesn't even possess that much rushing upside. He's never really been a rushing upside quarterback, even at Ohio State. He, was, he had great weapons around him at Ohio State, and I think people were wanting him to be the same quarterback he was at college. Uh, Ohio State just does not produce good quarterbacks into the NFL, and I think Justin Fields is another one to fall underneath of that. Everybody else on this list is a solid, solid QB2 option. The one I want to touch on the most is Jameis. It will not shock me at all if Jameis finishes the highest out of this entire list this year. He has good weapons in New Orleans. He was doing good until he tore his ACL last year. They were 5-2. and He was winning games. Week one, I mean, hell, he came out and blew out the Packers 38-7, to lit them up. Yep. And, I mean, he was doing good. Granted, they lost Sean Payton. That is a big hit. That They don't have that offensive mind in the locker room no more. But they didn't get a new coach out of the system. They still got Dennis Allen to fill right in there, so they know the type of system that was there, or he does, excuse me. Um, I'm liking what I'm hearing out of New England as far as Mac Jones, but – I've also heard that this offense looks like the worst offense in over 20 years when it comes to camp. I don't know if that's – they're just working on stuff, but I've heard positive stuff about Mac Jones but terrible stuff about the offense. Not sure how to feel about that. What are your thoughts about that, Deli? 
so as far as this tier goes, uh, so we're going to go three for four here. I don't know how Steven feels. So I did this tier based off rankings. Most of us had Justin Fields over Mac Jones. Um, I would actually tend to agree that he deser- deserves to be in fringe QBs. I had him lower than than anybody else. I've kind of given up on him maybe a little bit too soon, but they're not doing anything to help him. And uh, he wasn't that efficient last year. The only thing that he offers is rushing upside, which is great in fantasy. It's just they're not doing anything to help him, man. The offensive line stayed the same. Still a bad offensive line. The only help they got on receiver was Bellis Jones, who I think might be the oldest rookie in NFL history. Um, So, yeah, I would would be perfectly fine moving him in the fringe quarterbacks. As far as this tier goes, uh, I'm not in love with Tua. I've had to draft him out of sheer panic in a couple of leagues. But uh, is it kind of the same boat as Justin Fields? It's like we haven't really seen what he's supposed to be in the NFL given he's going to get the opportunity this year with Tyreek and Waddle and what they've kind of given him, the whole new coaching staff. Um, so he's primed for it. Is he ready to step up? I'm not so sure yet. But, uh, yeah, I like this tier. The first Between Winston, Kirk, and uh, Carr, I think those are all great QB2 options. We're definitely into the QB tier zone of this podcast. And uh, as far as safety goes, uh, give me Winston, Carr, and Kirk as – the guys that I would want the most out of this tier. See, the biggest question for me about this tier, <clears throat> and I definitely agree with AJ. I think Winston deserves to be ahead of Tua when we're talking about it. Um, like I said, now you guys, it's everybody's rankings. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just going through and looking at it, and you know, just things like that. Like I, I agree with that. I think Winston is the big winner in this tier, as opposed to like after Cousins' car. But the biggest question for me is Tua. Um. First round pedigree, you know, I mean, he came back from a nasty hip injury. I mean, it was nasty. But my thing is, is like this coaching staff, and I mean, I know it's a new coaching staff now, so we're going to see how this all plays out, but they've never let him, you know, extend the ball down the field. This is what the skill position, these are what these skill position guys he has now are meant to do. He's meant to, he's meant to go for big plays. He's, you know, things can get really creative with this offense, but. The keys are all the keys to the city are into his hands. There's no reason for this offense to fail. If he fails, you know, my question, general question to you guys: Is he out of the league? Is he is his is he done as a starting quarterback? Starting quarterback, probably, but he'll definitely hang on as a backup for somebody. But I think he, I don't think he'd be done as a starter for say for sure either. But tough to adapt a left handed quarterback into your offense if you don't have a offense set up for that. But I think Joe is going to be fine. I, I don't think we need to worry about whether or not he's going to be out of the league. I think he's going to produce solid numbers this year for the, for the Dolphins with that, the weapons they put around him. So I think Tua is going to be just fine. I think if Mitch Trubisky can get another starting gig, I think Tua can somewhere else too. Yeah. And I'm hoping you're right. It's just like, there's so there's a lot of question marks coming in around Tua. I mean, you hear all the the negative news, like you know they don't want Tua. You know they've tried to get Brady, things like that that have played out in the regular or the off season. But you just never seen Tua do it either. You know, what I mean, you've never seen flashes of like, wow, this kid's great, and that scares me as well when rostering Tua. Um, I guess that's my only concern with him. I just wanted to you know talk about Tua a little bit, but fringe QBs. Uh, you're you're getting into the bottom QB twos here now. Yeah. Um, I think out of anybody that's had the most success out of this group, it's obviously going to be Tannehill for a stretch. You want to tell um, the listeners who we got in this tier for us, Chalmers? Yeah, we. Yeah, I will. Excuse me. Um, we have Davis Mills. We have Carson Wentz. We have Ryan Tannehill. We have Zach Wilson. We have Baker Mayfield, and then we have Matty Ice. Um, Davis Mills is a guy I don't have a whole lot of exposure of, uh, as Marshall would call him the Don. I don't have a whole lot of, uh, Davis Mills shares. Does anybody in here have any Davis Mills shares? Not I have a couple. I have a couple. He's not a starter. He's not a starter for me, but, um, I like what, uh, Davis Mills did there second half of the year last year. He's somebody I've kicked the tires on in a few leagues. It's not somebody I'm not interested in. I think, I think he definitely he put up better stats last year than 
Trevor Lawrence did, and I would say that the Texans probably had as bad or worse of a roster than the Jaguars. Obviously, they didn't have as bad or worse of a coaching situation because Urban Meyer is the worst possible situation. But I think Davis Mills, very, very high upside type guy if, uh, if the Texans figure out the way to put a good offense around Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't think their offense is – really that bad as a you know as a opposed to what you could see just say like down in you know new york or you know like you said oh we can keep going down the list but i, I don't think the browns specifically in their wide receiver core are great outside of mark cooper i think i think the the texans have something have something brewing i think brandon cooks is very safe we've all talked about brandon cooks being a very undervalued wide receiver i really like what i've seen from nico collins in camp um and then Damian Pierce, he's drawing a lot of hype out of camp as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and Davis Mills, like AJ said, the second half, he you know he had a very decent second half. It's just the question comes with him, like you know, if Houston does finish as a top five pick, and you know they don't have a whole lot of draft capital invested in Davis Mills, and you don't see like a, a huge jump, can he lose his job? Yeah, I think it's That's possible. Fun. I don't see how they wouldn't go quarterback if they have a. a top six, seven pick, but the quarterback's coming out in this draft, I think they would take the chance. They need a franchise quarterback. They had Watson. That obviously went south. They're relying on Davis Mills. I mean, if Davis Mills doesn't get it done or show any promise, I don't expect him to get it done. I'm not saying the Texans are going to go out there and contend for a playoff team, but I think if he doesn't get to, say, seven wins and they have like five or six and they have a top ten pick – I, I definitely see them going after a quarterback. Yeah. I could see mm-hmm. them taking uh, the what's the kid out of Ohio State's name, the wide receiver in Jigba. Yeah. Yeah, I could see them going with Jigba. If they have a top six pick, yeah, if they got like a top three pick, I could definitely see them rolling with Davis Mills. But, I mean, if you can get them, uh, I'd say, within the bottom ten of the top ten of the draft, I'd say he can hold on to his job and they can look to go – skill position or upgrade an offensive line or on de- a defensive player in the draft. Uh, I think Davis Mills is a good quarterback. I think he's, he's going to be pretty serviceable. I think he's going to get the job done in Houston this year. Uh, whether or not he's going to be a great fantasy option, not quite sure just yet. I think he's going to be a serviceable QB2, maybe near the bottom end of the QB2s. But um, I like Davis Mills. I think he's a, a good buy at his ADP. And I think if you can get him in a good value on a trade, I think he's a good good quarterback to have. Ryan, my next question is for you. Um, Carson Wentz was pretty serviceable in Indianapolis. Uh, when it came to real-life football, you know, lost some games he shouldn't have lost. But other than that, I mean, he put up, you know, solid numbers. 27 touchdowns, seven picks, good turnover – or good touchdown-interception ratio. Yardage wasn't too high. But then you have Tannehill back-to-back, um, you know, QB1 and then French QB1 finishes, uh, QB8 and QB12. Uh, out of these two, who are you rostering? Between Wentz and Tannehill? Yeah. Um, well, they're kind of both – well, not, even, not anymore. <laughs> uh, I'll, go, I'll go – I was about to say they're in the same situation, but they're not anymore. Wentz is in with the commanders now. So, I would take Wentz, sadly. I'm one of the bigger Wentz haters. Uh, Tannehill's capped off by Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going to be back. Um, bearing injury again, he'll, it'll be a run first offense again. I don't see that with the commanders. So, that being said, well – I say that and I would rather have Carson Wentz, but I would not want to own any of these guys as my QB two, and I would seek anybody above this tier. Um, at period, I don't feel comfortable with any of these guys as my QB two. Um, maybe the exception being Matt Ryan, just because he has done great things in fantasy. Um, Carson Wentz, Tannehill, especially Zach Wilson. I hate Zach Wilson. Um, I don't think that he belongs in fringe. I would rather have him in the doghouse and keep him there for the rest of his career. Um, shit, Joe Flacco might be a better quarterback than him. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, hey, do what you want. Um, But, yeah, I don't want to – The only guys out of this tier I would say that I'd be interested in owning would be Matt Ryan and Wentz. I mean, I know I just – opined about Davis Mills, but I'm more talking about at value than anything else. Right. Um, I think Wentz in this tier, he's got the best offensive weapon to throw to in Terry McLaurin. Uh, so I'd say I could see Wentz having 
as good or better uh, of a season as he had last year because I am a pretty big believer in Terry McLaurin. I think he's going to put up big numbers this year. So um, I think Wentz, again, is a pretty solid option as your QB2. I think you could do a lot worse uh, just in this tier. I think you could do a lot worse with Zach Wilson and Baker Mayfield. But, uh, yeah, I think I think Carson Wentz is a good bounce-back candidate to uh, impress some people and possibly keep some people in some deep playoff runs this year in football, fantasy football. Yeah, I'm buying out hope for Zach Wilson. I'm, I really, really want him to succeed. Um, he was a monster at BYU. Granted, I'm not getting into the talent he played, but – I really hope so, but <clears throat> I'm with Delhi. I don't think, you know, what I mean, I, I'm just losing hope for this kid. Uh, sucks to say, but um, let's get into the rookies here. I, like I said, this rookie class doesn't. Okay, go ahead, Delhi. You got another question? AJ, I was going to say something. AJ, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, get really touch on him. Um, the one guy nobody talked about is Baker. Um, you, you're getting him at like QB thirty. In drafts, I think that's good value. He has a good offense around him. A healthy McCaffrey, DJ Moore, they built the lineup. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's not great, but I'm hearing pretty decent things about Terrence Marshall. Um, I mean, he, he was a playmaker at LSU. He didn't really get the chance last year with Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. Um, I've always been a, a Baker believer. I think he got the, the short end of the stick there in Cleveland. Absolutely. Uh, I, I I like the situation that he's in. Um, if he has a healthy McCaffrey, like I said, I think Baker could put up serviceable numbers as a fantasy quarterback. I, I would take him over anybody in this tier. Not taking Zach Wilson. Matt Ryan's too old for me. Ryan Tannehill is going to lose his job to Malik Willis by the end of this year. Carson <laughs> Wentz, more than likely, I think is going to lose his job to Sam Howell. And Davis Mills, uh, I do like Davis Mills, but I think I would just go with the offense put around Baker than I would with Davis Mills in Houston. That's my only argument. Baker, when he was in Cleveland, it's not like he was not rosterable. People were starting him. People had him in the teens and in their rankings just last year. Granted, he would be easily the worst offensive line Baker's ever played behind. Uh, Does that concern you a little bit? Well, obviously, when you go from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers, but the Panthers have made improvements. I mean, it took Icky in the first round this year, and he's he's looked good in two playoff game or uh, preseason games. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Um, he, he's been a. I mean, it takes you get that one guy, it changes an entire offensive line. It does. Yeah. I know he doesn't, he doesn't block for five, obviously. But yeah, no, that, that, it's fair. I just that offensive line's been a problem for years. Now and they they never do anything to address it, and Icky is a, definitely a step in the right direction. But that's my big thing with Baker is he's had a, one of the best offensive lines in football in front of him his whole career, and he's still just he's not getting the getting the job done. I think that's one of the most important things about being a quarterback in the league is having a having a solid offensive line in front of you. And Baker's had the best or one of the best, and now he's going to have one of the worst. And I don't know. I think that's going to be tough on him. Well, I do think DJ Moore is the best wide receiver he's ever had. And I think Christian McCaffrey is going to open up a, a different type of dynamic offense for Baker Mayfield. Nick Chubb I and think Kareem Christian Hunt McCaffrey are, might be the best wide receiver he's ever had. I mean, that's definitely fair. <laughs> but Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb didn't offer that pass catching ability out of the backfield like McCaffrey does. Hunt's a, a decent pass catcher. Chubb is obviously just going to run the ball down your throat. But McCaffrey, like you said, could be his best wide receiver he's ever had. <laughs> it obviously comes down to health with CMC. But for a man that doesn't really sling the ball down the field that much, McCaffrey could be perfect for Baker if Baker utilizes him the way that you should. Right. Yeah, I guess my question with Baker is, is like you're talking about the leash that like Tannehill has and, you know, Wentz and Sam Howell and things like that. If Baker does get one year, where's you know how short is his leash when it comes to the Panthers? Because I don't see them finishing outside, or I don't. I see them getting a top ten pick as well. I see them fighting for the playoffs. I love their defense. They have a really good defense, in my opinion. Their front seven is solid. Fair enough. Um, that's open when it comes to those last two wild card spots. 
you think you you think they can you know beat out the Saints and the Vikings? Those are the three, along with the the five teams that are going to be fighting for those three spots are going to be San Fran, the whoever doesn't win the NFC East between Philly and Dallas, the Saints and the Vikings, obviously with the Panthers. I think those five teams are going to be fighting for those three spots. Fair enough. Just rolling into rookies. Just going to kind of brush over this one as far as it goes. Is anybody uh, AJ? You have anybody in this class that you absolutely love over everybody else? Um, I like Pickett, man. Um, I, well, I don't want to say I like Pickett, but I'm liking what I see. I mean, talk it up, baby. Go ahead, talk him up. He's looked decent. Honestly, talk him up. Has looked decent. I can't. I thought I'd never say that about a quarterback with two gloves on. That's weird to me. Um, but, I mean, Mike Tomlin's a winner. He knows how to get the job done. I think if anybody can help him, it's going to be him. Um, Desmond Ritter has looked strong in the pocket. Um, I mean, he's got Kyle Pitts. That's enough said right there. Just <laughs> uh, a freak. And if Drake London can be what they – drafted him to be Ritter could uh, potentially have been great value for the Falcons getting him what was it the third round Frankie yeah yeah fourth, I mean, fourth round yeah even better I mean that's a cheap contract for him I like Ritter I think Willis will take the job with Tannehill they're going to struggle this year they're not going to make the playoffs in my opinion um and then Ooh, Sam Howell I don't. I don't think Titans make the playoffs in the AFC. I think the Colts run away with that division. Go like twelve and five. But I see Tennessee. You know, finishing like mm, seven and ten. I think. I think they give Willis a shot. Um, Sam Howell, decent. <laughs> I was shooting for more of a one guy there. Um, Steven, you yeah. want to <laughs> do you have one yeah, dude keep it pushing? Um yeah, but you said you said it already. Uh out of this group, I'm tending to lean Ritter here. I, I love Ritter. I actually own him more than any other quarterback in my dynasty leagues. Um getting him at a cheap cost too. I bought him in the second round all over the place. Uh when most of the time these QBs are going in the first round for the talent they get. Um given this is a little bit more of a lackluster season. But I, I saw flashes out of him in Cincinnati, and he's looked great in the game that he played. Uh, his rushing upsides there, too. Uh, just profiles is like a modern quarterback for the NFL, and I, I don't think that Mariota's going to stand much in the way of him to getting a starting job next year. I do think he'll sit <laughs> for the season. But I think everybody on this, all the rookies this year, probably should sit for the season, get a little bit of exposure to the NFL, um, be used to the playbook. It's probably a good move for all these guys, but out of this pack, give me Ritter out of all the rest of them. Well, Kenny P, Kenny Two Gloves. Um, you know, what I mean, I, I, the the first two playoff or preseason games, excuse me, that I've gotten to watch, man, I've been very, very impressed with Kenny Pickett's just poise. Uh, he doesn't look he doesn't look like the NFL game is going to be too slow or too fast for him. Um, I know I know Fields had that you know awful take in the yet last in the preseason last year and he just got Fucking blown. Dumbass. it was awful but it's different i mean you're you're with mike tomlin and you know i mean you're with a guy that does not accept losing and i'll be honest with you i think this qb this qb uh competition is a lot closer than what most want to admit i think pickett is the most impressive qb we've had on the field and I'm sitting in personally, but I'm telling you, if if it gets dicey, I I don't see how Pickett doesn't you know draw starts this season. I mean, I've loved what I've seen. I mean, he's not overthrowing receivers; he's hitting receivers in stride. He's he's making all the proper reads. He's making more than one read. He's he's just progressing well on the field. His pocket presence is is nice. He's eluding and evading when need to. Uh, He's got another. He's got a great weapon that came in with him and George Pickens, who's also balling, and I love to see it. I love to see them together. It's it's been fun to watch Pickett play. I'm very excited for the future we have here, and that's nothing against Ritter too. I've been very impressed with Ritter. Um, 
I'm just gonna, you know, I, I like, I'm a little biased. I, you know, I like the Mike Tomlin, you know, Mike Tomlin, Matt Canada combo here. I, I think Pickett deserves to be where he's at as the number one on this rookie uh, tier, and I think he should draft accordingly. Oh, yeah. Frankie, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna spend too much time on this. We've already spent a little bit more time on a bunch of guys. I don't necessarily know how relevant they're gonna be, but. I'm avoiding Kenny Pickett at all costs. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. He's 25 years old already, so he should be playing well in the NFL. He should have been in the NFL three years ago. Uh, Give me Malik Willis out of this tier because he's got the most rushing upside, and he's proven that he's going to rush the ball in the NFL so far in the preseason. So I think Malik Willis is the only guy in this whole tier that's going to be fantasy relevant in the next three to five years. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Does Fair anybody enough. have anything nice to say about anybody in the fantasy doghouse? Yes. Yes, I do. Who's uh, in the fantasy doghouse first, Travers? Read the yeah, that's, that's going to be Jimmy G. Um, that's going to be lonely Jimmy G working out on the sidelines by himself. Uh, Jared Goff, Daniel Dimes, Mitch Trubisky, Drew Locke, and Sam Darnold. Actually, I don't have anything nice to say. I can't think of anything nice to say. <laughs> I was over here thinking about what you were going to say. Yeah. I think of – I will don't say – Don't draft that. any of these people. That's it. That's the, that's yeah, the reason this is the doghouse. Don't draft for them. Don't trade TV. for them. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, that any of these guys that I'm rostering on my – like having on my roster, I don't mind having Jerry Goff as my, as my backup. Um, I realistically think – uh, just with everything he has, I think his offense can be the most explosive at times uh, when it comes to it with Jameson Williams healthy. Uh, I don't see him being a starting QB in 2023, but if I have to have a backup for one season, I'll take Jerry Goff. Yeah, Goff's the only redeemable one out here for me. Um, anybody else? Sorry, I t- spoke over you, Frankie. I was just going to say, um, yeah, if you own any of these guys that you could be too, please seek help. Um, do whatever you can to get them off. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine a world where you punt so hard at quarterback that any of these guys you could be too, but believe it or not, I've seen it in drafts. Um, I've seen Mr. Biscay be people's QB two. Um, I've seen Jared Goff. I've seen Daniel Jones. Uh, I don't think any of them are going to pan out for a full season and do you much to help you win a championship. There's a lot better options out there. Um, please reassess your quarterback room. If any of these guys take your QB two. Yeah. Um, I got to get going, but uh, like I was saying, uh, if any of these uh, quarterbacks in the last two tiers we've gone over are your starting quarterbacks, then you need to reassess your quarterback situation in fantasy football or dynasty fantasy football generally. (laughs) AJ, anybody you'd roster out of these guys? Jared Goff as a backup. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something positive. I mean, I mean, obviously in Dynasty, all these quarterbacks are rostered on everybody's team. These are not free agents in your league. I assume not, even if it's not a real deep Dynasty league. I mean, I'm assuming just say bare minimum 21, ro- 21 people on your roster. I think all these quarterbacks in the doghouse are rostered. I just – if if you have intentions on having to start them, you got to reassess. You have yeah. to. Jared Goff should be your QB three at worst case scenario. Yeah, more more yeah, like would be a four. I mean, Jimmy G is just a quarterback on. He's a Teddy Bridgewater now, just a quarterback on your bench that might get an opportunity. To say the starter goes down. And he has to fill in as the starter, but not a starter for your fantasy team. But other than that, I mean, Daniel Jones isn't going to be a quarterback, starting quarterback at the end of this year. Trubisky is going to lose his job and so on. I just, Jared Goff's the only one I think has his job secured for the entire year this year. Yeah. Fair enough. uh, Yeah, we're getting ready to hit the hour mark. So, any last comments? Um, Anything else? No. No, it's been fun. Um, 
we, if you're still listening, we appreciate it. Uh, QBs, it's a lot of QBs to sit here and, and, you know, dice up to talk about when it comes to placing them where they need to be. Uh, we appreciate, you know, you guys, if you're still here, we, you know, listening and following. Um, it's going live to YouTube and Twitter. Uh, any comments you guys want, leave it anywhere. Twitter, YouTube, doesn't matter. Like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate the continued support. Uh, Ryan, I'm let you say something to the people if need be. Yeah, um, once again, I want to thank our hosts here for Variety Sports Network for having us on. Uh, they've been great to us so far. Uh, great for them to give us this the platform that we have, uh, help us get some exposure out there. Anybody who's listening, all we're doing here is trying to make you guys better at fantasy. We're not here to give takes just because that's the popular opinion. Um, we're here to help you win your leagues straight up. That's all it is. No bullshit. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. And my last thing before we sign out, please remember, it is okay to be different. It is okay to go against the consensus. If you have a guy, get your guy. If you like somebody more than somebody, don't be afraid to express that. Everybody wants to, you know, fill this mold. It's okay to be different. I do just want to leave you with that. You're absolutely right. We all have our different takes. And like we said, Variety Sports Network, thank you very much. Uh, And other than that, we're out, boys.